0: Hey guys, it's Adam. Welcome to part two of our uh, Richards Comics Fest uh, love fest for all of our friends who we got to hang out with. No clever transitions in this one. Just going to kind of jump from person to person. Sean and I haven't had time to get together and uh, do fun things like that lately. We love these guys and uh, we hope to do more of these. We got another one that I actually recorded with Ted and Terrence, which I'll be posting in a couple weeks. With another creator that we love. But until then, enjoy this one. Enjoy uh, learning about these great people involved in the comics community. <laughs> um, starting with, let's go, Van Jensen. Hey, Sean. Yes. Do you know Van Jensen?
1: You know what is really cool? To look at a comic with like a high profile comic, yeah. like Green Lantern Core. Like, I know that guy. (laughs) Like, I know the guy who writes this. Like, we hang out sometimes, and if we were to pass each other (laughs) on the street, he would recognize me and know my name, and we would talk. And he writes Green Lantern.
0: And Flash.
1: And Flash. And Flash. (laughs) The guy who writes Flash. Yeah. That's now, like, a TV show that, like, people know. Mm -hmm. And not just because, like, Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory wears the Flash shirt. It's like, people know the character. Like, I know the guy who writes that. Yeah. it's kind of cool. Yeah. Like, it's not like we could ever get any insider
0: information. No.
1: But, like, we know the guy who writes it. Yeah. And it's really cool.
0: And I'm not saying that I knew Van before he was anybody. Because, I mean, he used to be the editor of Georgia Tech alum magazine or whatever that was. <laughs> no, it was a magazine.
1: magazine. I and mean, it won awards. It's kind of a big deal. It won yeah. awards. Yeah, it's a big deal. People would stop and like, hey, there's the guy from the Georgia Tech (laughs) alumni magazine. It's Van Jensen.
0: It's Van Jensen. I mean, like, you know, obviously we've met numerous creators over the years. Yeah. But uh, we knew Van years before he was the writer on these, like, flagship DC books. Yeah. That's cool.
1: Yeah. We were into his work. Yeah. When he was doing, like, Nebraska. (laughs) And when he was doing Pinocchio Vampire Slayer.
0: Yeah, Pinocchio Vampire Slayer is my first thing that I read from Van. I do have uh, Nebraska number two, I believe.
1: Mm, Okay.
0: But I got that probably after Pinocchio Vampire Slayer uh, volume one, which he does with Dusty Higgins. Van Van worked for Top Shelf, and his book was published through SLG. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think we met him at Fluke or Heroes Con.
1: One of those two. (laughs) Yes, that would be correct.
0: Maybe we met him at Heroes Con and we got to know him at Fluke. Probably. I think that's what happened.
1: I do remember one year at Fluke, Jay, Chris and I were sitting beside each other and we were staring down the top shelf. (laughs) Guys, and just making weird faces at him the whole time.
0: It's like Robin Diddy, Van Jensen, and Andy Runton. Yeah, so
1: we were just making faces at him (laughs) and eating our burritos.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's when I met, that's when I got to know Van, was at Fluke. And uh, yeah, he had his Pinocchio Vampire Slayer. I remember, I think I just met Van and was just familiar with Pinocchio Vampire Slayer at Heroes Con when I moderated the horror comics panel. And I didn't really know Van yet. And yeah, I hadn't, I didn't really know him, but I knew he did Pinocchio Vampire Slayer. I knew he had that big Pinocchio wooden uh, Pinocchio puppet. Uh, puppet that he had. And I, I had Bernie Wrightson and Steve Niles and then uh, Michael Allen Nelson on the panel. And I was like, I really wanted a, a fourth person. I, just, I don't know when I was like, Van, you want be on a horror comics panel with uh, Bernie Wrightson and Steve Niles and... Michael Allen Nelson. And can you bring the Pinocchio with you? <laughs> he was like, or actually I think I just asked him to be on the panel and he asked if he could bring the Pinocchio with him. I was like, of course you can. And, uh, so like that was one of the, eh, not one of the, I, I'd moderated panels, but that was, that was one of the bigger panels I ever moderated. And, um, he was excited to be on it because he was like, I don't really belong up here. I've read this stupid book, Pinocchio, Vampire <laughs> Slayer," <laughs> but he came anyway. And, um, he contributed. He did he contributed really well to that panel. Super appreciative and I learned a lot about it and that's when I think I, I really that's when I started to get to know Van Jensen. And then uh on a more personal level I think probably later fluke and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. I mean this past um SC Comic Con I moderated a panel with him and Robin Diddy about kind of collaboration and kind of their working together and kinda of more about their kind of DC work. and, and touched on other kind of things that they had done. I I genuinely think that was the best panel I've ever done. Yeah. It was really good. Like, they really talked. Like, you really... I learned a lot. I feel like the audience was engaged. They are both really, really good storytellers. Like, legitimately. Like, anytime anybody wants to tell a story, if Van was somehow involved, (laughs) they always (laughs) default to Van to tell the story because he tells it so much better than everybody else.
0: Yeah, it's actually... Um, Even before uh, we kind of noticed that, I was at the Comics Fest talking to Van. He was doing sketches and stuff. Because Van Jensen can draw, too. He's not just a pretty face. I mean, a writer. (laughs) He can also draw. And like he did in Nebraska, he drew all that stuff. And he, you know, he's he's good. He's one of my best blind sketches in my blind sketchbook is Van Jensen. He did a bird. It's great. Yeah. Um, Where was I going with this? His eyes. And talking. Talking. Yes, talking. Storytelling. (laughs) What? One of the things I told Van, I was like, "Man, you know, I, 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 I was like, Van, I genuinely miss you, man. Like, you're really f- like a joy to talk to. Like, he is a pleasure to have a conversation with. I guess a lot of it has to do with his, um, how he's articulate and his storytelling. I didn't really think about it until someone had, they kept defaulting to Van, like you said, to tell the story. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's it is. That's why he's such a pleasure to talk to because he just conveys." meaning and messages so well like on the page and just in in real life while talking to him and uh i appreciate it and i enjoy it um he's just a pleasure to talk to for sure
1: he's told some of the funniest stories just like convention stories because everybody loves convention stories like the weird (laughs) stuff that happens at a convention around a convention before after a convention he's got some really good he's got some good stories and just Getting to hear (laughs) those guys talk, like, him talk about visiting, like, the DC Comics offices and just all that stuff. It was just so much fun.
0: At SC Comic uh Van was going somewhere. He was walking somewhere, but he had, like, this, like, dazed look on his face. He was like, I think he had to be somewhere, but he still stopped because he just had to portray, portray, convey, I don't know, tell the story he's walking he's just kind of like days out i'm like hey what's up and he's just like i didn't really get a lot of sleep last night and then he just tells this story it's so funny and uh you know he had places to be but he just had to get it off his chest and it was great this is one of my favorite convention stories ever told to me
1: yeah (laughs) but that is not our story to tell it is
0: not but it was funny and it was good and I don't know if, maybe if someone else told the story, it would have been, it would probably still have been pretty good. Maybe it wouldn't have been as good. It would have good. been
1: as good. I don't think so.
0: <laughs> so Van, uh, he's got Pinocchio Vampire Slayer, and he's doing Flash, and he's doing Green Lantern Core. Flash and Green Lantern Core you guys are probably pretty familiar with at this point. Uh, Pinocchio Vampire Slayer, we've talked about before. It's the story of Pinocchio, who's a vampire slayer. And it's convenient for him because he's a wooden puppet. And when he tells a lie, his nose grows, so he can break off his nose, stab the vampire, kaput, tell a lie again, more ammunition.
1: It's such a funny book, like there's so much humor in it,
0: yeah, but it's also like really soul heavy
1: yeah it's pretty it's pretty deep,
0: yeah, yeah, but it's like just a ridiculous concept, an amazingly ridiculous concept, yeah, which I believe started on a napkin
1: <laughs> as most good things. <laughs> Do
0: And this is like this. The cool thing about this, as far as I can tell. um, So Dusty Higgins came up with the idea. Like he drew the sketch, the Pinocchio Vampire Slayer sketch on a napkin or something. And uh, like I think like years or something had gone by. I don't know. Van tells the story much better than I do, obviously. (laughs) It's his story also. So Dusty got hooked up with Van and said, man, um, we need to do this. So he actually kind of came up with the idea, but then knew that Van was the guy to tell the story. And again, this comes back to Van. People just knowing. Van knows how to tell a story. So he knew there was a story there, but uh, Dusty knew that Van could tell the story better than anybody else. And he did, as far as I'm concerned, because it's a great book. Um, Through Top Shelf, collected now. Mm -hmm. In one volume. one volume. But Pinocchio Vampire Slayer is really, just really, like Sean said, it's funny, it's really heavy. It's a really, really good read. Um, I love it. love Pinocchio Vampire Slayer.
1: I did a review... Oh, of yeah. it for the second dollar bin uh the How comic stars? stars yeah number, I think two?
0: So. number two another amazing dollar bin publication
1: i like it so much that i link to it on my linkedin because <laughs> <laughs> i thought i did a good job so i include that on my linkedin um i have a couple of articles on there because i don't know why i like to show that i'm well-rounded i guess i don't know <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about this.
0: Okay, so recently Van Jensen, actually it wasn't that long ago, did a Kickstarter for a book idea that he had, that he had um, worked with an, uh, Jose Pimentia.
1: Yeah, I think that's right.
0: So he worked with Jose <laughs> on it, um, who did the art. It is The Leg, or The Remarkable Reappearance of Santa Ana's Disembodied Limb. It is a story of... Santa Ana's leg.
1: (laughs) This looks so cool.
0: haven't read it yet. Looks
1: so cool. We got to see like the prelims, like kind of like He had a printed out like binder clip copy of it that he was showing people. Yeah. And we got to see it. Yeah. Like years ago, (laughs) which is pretty cool. Like anytime you get to see stuff that hasn't been published, that people are working on, um, it's pretty cool.
0: And so, yeah, we got to see that and he talked about the Kickstarter he was planning on doing and we said, you schedule it and we will back it.
1: Yeah. I think we gave him, we tried to give him some pointers because we've contributed to a lot of Kickstarters. Yeah. So we have a lot of advice about, okay, this is what you do. This is what you don't do.
0: So we backed the leg.
1: Because he did a really good Kickstarter. Yeah. Kickstarter was really good.
0: The art's really good. The concept is really just weird. Everything that he showed us was good. The Kickstarter was well done. He got this, I can't remember what the turnaround. This is one of the fastest turnarounds I've had on a Kickstarter. He was,
1: I, he, the book had already was done. Yeah, know. it was
0: done. It just needed to be printed. Yeah. And uh, that's another thing that you can do on your Kickstarter if you want people to back it is tell them that it's already done. It just needs to be printed. <laughs>
1: yeah, which is huge. Like if you have to actually do the art, people are going to be less likely to buy it because it's going to be a really long time before they get it. Mm-hmm. And they have to have like a guarantee that it's going to be good.
0: Yeah. One of the cool things about Kickstarter, though, is when you do finally get the book, it feels like you got a free book.
1: That's true, because it just show up so much later. You're like, oh, look at this thing that I didn't pay for. Except (laughs) you pay a lot for it a long time ago. Well, not a lot, but depending on the level.
0: So I'm really looking forward to reading uh, The leg. I haven't yet. I'm sure it's good. Um, It looks great. What I've seen from it's great. Like I said, got it in the mail real quick, real easy. Very painless Kickstarter. And uh, Van is really good at that. And let me just say um, one other thing being, when he did Green Lantern Corps, he did a um, John Stewart story. And it's a story that takes place when John Stewart, before he was a Green Lantern. And there's no Green Lantern rings in it. It's just a Jon Stewart story. And it's one of my favorite Green Lantern Corps books that I've ever read. Um, I think he got some crap for it because people thought it was boring because there was no Green Lanterns in it. But um, yeah. It was one of my favorite Green Lantern stories I've ever read, was that John Stewart story that Van wrote. So I'm going to throw that out there as well.
1: He's such a, like, just down-to-earth guy with such a dry sense of humor. It's, it's so <laughs> It's so great. Like, sometimes you can't tell if he's serious or not, but he's usually not serious. Especially
0: when he's making fun of you.
1: Oh, man, yeah. No, he makes fun of me a lot. Yeah. And he makes fun of Adam a lot. Yeah. That's why we like him. I like. <laughs> I don't. I like it when people make. Because it's of me. so witty when he does it.
0: I know it's. It's usually right. It's usually <laughs> right.
1: It's like, oh yeah, you're right. It hurts because it's true.
0: But it's funny because it's witty. Yeah, you witty son of a bitch.
1: So yeah, if you're <laughs> at a convention and Van Jensen's there,
0: which he probably is.
1: Yeah, go up to him and make him tell a story. <laughs> <laughs>
0: tell me a story Van Jensen I'm sure
1: it'll be great he can tell you about Mogo or <laughs> I don't know something
0: <laughs> I have a lot of um respect for Van Jensen as a writer I have a lot of um
1: respect for him as a person because I do he's a swell dude
0: <laughs> and uh if the, if the name Van Jensen is on a book I will pick up yeah. that book
1: Yeah, Tracy Yardley am I right <laughs>
0: Tracy Yardley has um, been on the outer rim of our comics friend circle for years.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like I've known of him for a very long time.
0: Yeah, he's uh, always at Free Comic Day for Richards. Yeah. As far as I can remember. Yeah. Uh, Maybe not the first year. I don't even know. We spent the first year down in the basement the whole time. He may have been there the first year that the dollar bin set up at Richards. But uh, he's been there every year and god knows how many sketches he draws
1: oh man he is so good he is so fast yeah he whenever we did the napkin jam piece <laughs> he was the first one to knock like he was ready to go yeah like we made the suggestion he had the napkin pin out and he was just like <laughs> the napkin, here's this yeah. here's a sonic with a sombrero
0: and a <laughs> yeah. taco yeah. here you go
1: <laughs> done
0: yeah uh So Tracy does, uh, well, he's, I guess, most well-known for Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. uh, Through Archie Comics. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's on Sonic anymore. He did it for years. Like
1: years and years. Years
0: and years. Um, Other stuff here and there sprinkled throughout. Um, But again, most well-known for Sonic. He's currently doing uh, backup stories, the book Hero Cat. Hero Cats. And uh, so Tracy, when he does Free Comic Book Day, draws a lot of Sonic the Hedgehogs. Um, there's always a Sonic the Hedgehog pre-comic day issue. A lot of times he does the art inside it. Sometimes he did, doesn't do the art in that issue. He does it in other things. But because there's always a Sonic the Hedgehog there, kids are always excited about Sonic the Hedgehog and in turn asking for a Sonic the Hedgehog because Sonic the Hedgehog artist is right there. And everybody loves Sonic the Hedgehog. Tracy always has a constant line of kids. And I remember this one time he had this kid and he had a Sonic the Hedgehog issue with him. And wanted Tracy to draw, I believe it was the cover or a splash page in the issue. And Tracy's like, well, I'm not going to do the whole thing. <laughs> Identical. Uh, recreation. But he still did like, it was like Sonic was like chained up. There was like chains. And I remember him drawing Sonic and like the chain that like hanging from the ceiling. And he did like all the chain loops and everything. And he didn't do like the background, but he pretty much did the Sonic in that, in that situation. which is more than I would have done.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, uh, I remember watching that. I don't remember if I videoed it. I do know that I did a video sketch with Tracy Yardley years ago, Free Comic Day. And that was one of, like, the top hit videos that we posted. Um, it was like him and Bud Root were, like, the top two. <laughs> yeah. Probably for completely different reasons. Um, I,
1: I would <laughs> really hope so. <laughs> but,
0: uh, So Tracy, um, every year, free comic day at Richard's, um, knocking out Sonic the Hedgehogs, he always has a stack of Sonic the Hedgehog pages with him. And I think he normally sells them for like 30 bucks a piece, which is not bad at all.
1: Stupid cheap.
0: But at the free comic day at Richard's, he would sell them for 20, like at events.
1: Stupid, stupid
0: cheap. (laughs) And um, so we bought one a few years ago, and I've got one that I'm really happy with. I went through all of them and you did like the whole narrow down and, and I picked one that I'm really, really happy with. Um, Had I known that uh, he was going to sell a bunch of them at comics fest, I probably would have bought a few more, but it's okay. It's okay. I don't need every Sonic the Hedgehog page. No,
1: (laughs) just more than the one that we have. No,
0: (laughs) But, um, yeah, so at, at Comics Fest, uh, my cousins came, which is the first time that they've ever come to one of these events. I've not been able to get them to come for Comic Book Day. it's always something else going on. Um, and they came, and they were asking sketches from everybody. And from Tracy, they got the – they were asking for Hero Cats because he did the backup story in Hero Cats. So um, they wanted Hero Cats. And so my cousin Emerson got the black one, and my cousin Ella got – the other one, I can't remember what color it was. Um, the black one, obviously, it stood out because he filled the entire cat in. Yeah. And um, I was like, "Hey, Tracy, I know you do the backup, but you, th- you think you can do <laughs> your cats from cousins?" He was like, "I think I can." Do that. <laughs> it was just really funny, and he did. And um, again, I've have t- talked to Tracy at every event. I've watched him draw at every event, but this is the first year uh, when when. After comics fest, we all went out to dinner, and uh, I sat next to Tracy at dinner. And this was the first year I really got to um, really interact with him, like kind of on a personal side, and um, and hang out with him. So that was really cool. I'm, I'm glad I got to hang out and talk to him and learn a little bit more about him.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, as, me too, as a
0: person, and uh, just kind of laugh and tell jokes and hang out. You know, was was cool to do, and um, you know, I look forward to uh, seeing his uh, his other stuff he's got going because. He's not really. He's not doing uh, Sonic the Hedgehog anymore. I don't know if he's still doing some, but not doing it regularly. But he's got um, some other projects he's working on. So it's going to be interesting to see what else comes from Tracy other than uh, the Sonic that we've known him for for all these years.
1: I mean, he's such uh, a talented artist, yeah. and it's, it's exciting to see what he's going to do next. Mm-hmm. And it was it was so much fun to hang out with him. You know, after Comic Fest and just kind of just chill. Like I I wasn't there for most of the day, but I did get to. <laughs> You know, talk with him for a little bit
0: and, yeah. and he's
1: like he's just such a nice guy. Like everybody's like <laughs> so nice.
0: And I know uh I tried to get him at SC Comic Con last year and um he was already booked up. We ended up uh doing some of the invites pretty late. But I've already talked to him this year and uh he said he's 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 looking forward to it. Um not confirmed or anything, but um hopefully we'll be able to get Tracy there at SC Comic Con.
1: Yeah, he was he was missed. This year. Yeah, he was missed.
0: He was. He was at Monstercon. His birthday. Yeah, it was his birthday. His birthday. Was <laughs> that was that
1: was so funny. Like I, they sang Happy Birthday to him. They had a cake. Yeah. They did all kinds of stuff. Um, and because he, he was kind of the comic guest of honor at Monstercon, because he was like yeah. the biggest. Yeah. The biggest name that they the had, and kind of had him in a special spot.
0: Yeah. And that's uh, that was cool. I bet you that was, that was cool for him to be able to do. And just kind of, again, like, he's so good with the kids and everything. Um, any event, any any family-oriented event or event with, like, kids and adults or whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, he's really nice. Is my point. And, uh, yeah,
1: he's very personable. He's very
0: personable. And um, I don't know. I, I Hopefully, we'll get to hang out more. And if he can come to SC Comic Con, uh, hopefully I'll be able to interact with him a little bit more. It was nice to... Kind of breach that. Uh, I don't mean, know. It's not a barrier. What? Well, wall no.
1: But I mean, sometimes breaching. whenever you, if you know, you <laughs> somebody's <are> around, <laughs> but you don't really interact with them a lot. It's hard to kind of make that start making that like step. Yeah. Because I mean, there's so many people that we see all the time, but we don't really engage with,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it and it's tough to kind of know what to say because. Sometimes we're not really good with the small talk, right. and, and if people are busy yeah. and you know they're tired after a long day at a convention, yeah. y- you know that they don't—they're not into the small talk either. So you kind of need something to build off of and something to go from. So hanging out after like some like comics fest is a perfect way to to kind of start building that relationship, I guess.
0: Well put, Sean-ish, Sean-ish. That well, was well put. Well-ish, well-ish put. Well-ish <laughs> <laughs> put. Um, I
1: think people know what I'm trying to say. Is I know small what you're talks trying to say. Hard. Tracy Arley's really nice, and he mm-hmm. makes it easy. Yeah, to talk yeah. to him.
0: Yeah, I think he's at Heroes kind of every year too, right? Isn't he? I
1: feel like he or should he, be. Or he is sometimes. He's I mean, there I'm sometimes. Maybe not every time.
0: But um, if you get a chance to go to an event, like I said, Richard's free. combo Day. Tracy's always there. If you get a chance to go to an event where Tracy is, get a sketch from him, talk to him, hang out with him, uh, buy some stuff from him. Um, if he's got pages, go through his pages.
1: Oh yeah. And if you know any kids who are, let's say between the ages of like eight and 12, if they're not reading Sonic, they should be because yeah. kids freaking love that book. Yeah. Like love it. And the early issues of Sonic can actually go for a lot. They're right. actually hard to find and hard to get. Yeah. So if you see, any of those around in, like, you know, quarter bins, dollar boxes. Mm-hmm. The earlier issues, like, pick those up. Yeah. Because those are hard to find. But that they come in, like, smaller digests. Like, if you just want to, like, yeah. buy some perfect Christmas gift, birthday gift, like, the smaller digest size yeah. are so good. And, like, kids eat that up. Okay. Like, usually, like, younger boys yeah. read it more than girls. Right. But I'm sure... Girls would love it, too. It's just, you know, adventure stories. Yeah.
0: Sonic and Tails. And, yeah. Yeah.
1: There's, like, kids love them. <laughs> so you should definitely encourage the reader in your eight-year-old <laughs> n- nephew or whoever's out there. Son. I don't know what you people. <laughs> I don't know what eight-year-olds you know, but they would like Sonic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, a lot of that's thanks to Tracy.
1: Yeah. He brings the character to life.
0: Mhm. Thanks, Tracy. Uh hope we will see uh soon if you're listening, if not. Then we'll see pass you soon. On to Tracy. Yeah, we'll
1: see you soon whether you <laughs> hear this or not. Hey, Adam.
0: Motorcycle helmets, bats, skulls.
1: Things Westbrook's likes. <laughs> Which was I was gonna ask you, <laughs> yeah. hey Adam?
0: Yeah, Sean. When you
1: think about what Brooks, what three things come to mind?
0: <laughs> um, motorcycle helmets, bats, skulls. Not particularly in that order.
1: Yeah, not necessarily in that order. Probably skulls. Yeah. And then motorcycle helmets, and then bats.
0: Yeah, that's probably.
1: But but seriously, like <laughs> the dude, the dude likes skulls like for real he likes skulls a lot it's a little weird
0: he's kind of into skulls yeah a little bit
1: yeah so west brooks <laughs> our friend west brooks who we've apparently known for like 12 years <laughs> but we just but we just met him like last year
0: i think it was two years two ago years now ago, yeah i think we've known him for two years now maybe
1: but he's, <laughs> he's been in our lives like, this whole time, we just didn't know it, I guess. Like, this whole, like, how we never actually met him until a couple of years ago still, like, it's crazy because we keep finding out these instances where he was at and we were there. And we interacted. We just didn't know him and we didn't really meet him. Yeah. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty batty, if you will. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> oh. uh, it's a real skull thumper. Yes. Yeah, skull
1: a, duggery? No, I don't know. <laughs> so, put your helmets on guys. We're <laughs> in for a bumpy ride.
0: The first <laughs> the first uh, convention that the Dollar Band ever set up at. The first event we ever set up at was Richard's Comics Free Comic Book Day. The first convention we ever set up at was at 2007, I believe it was the fall of 2007, 2008 maybe. Greenville Comic Con. Mm-hmm. So it was Greenville Comic Con 2007 or 2008. I can't remember. There is evidence of this on the Dollar Bend website. <laughs> Dollar Bend set up at this convention, and uh, thanks to Rob Young, who now does SC Comic Con, uh, for allowing us to set up there. Great guy, great convention coordinator, organizer, dude. We set up at this. It was me and Chris Black and Brian, I believe. And we had a table, and I had my recording equipment set up, and we pretty much recorded. The entire convention, we sat there, we talked, we interviewed people, we did some giveaways. Sitting next to us was Dwayne Ballinger and Dwayne's friend. Uh, J. Chris Campbell was out of town, so it was Dwayne and Dwayne's friend were there. Um, Still just kind of meeting Dwayne at this time, too. Still pretty early on in the Dwayne knowing. Apparently, that friend was a one Wesley Brooks. Hey, Adam. Yeah, Sean.
1: I hear that you did giveaways at this convention. I
0: mentioned that, yeah.
1: Yeah, what kind of giveaways did you do, and who won these giveaways?
0: <laughs> well, I think we had two giveaways. Back in the day, Marvel did these uh, like encyclopedias. We had a Spider-Man encyclopedia and an Incredible Hulk encyclopedia, which I believe were donated by Richard Morgan of Richard's Comics. So we had these, and we did a giveaway. Anybody who did an interview with us or discussed anything with us, uh, we also had a Steve Niles signed 30 Days of Night poster. Anyone who did an interview with us got entered in for a drawing to win one of these. Uh, and I think maybe we didn't give away the hog. We might have given it away to somebody else. But anyway, so we had a couple of drawings. When I realized I, don't, I was going through and doing research on Greenville Comic Con because SC Comic Con was going on. And, you know, there's a, um, there a lot of history there with SC Comic Con and Greenville Comic Con because that's what Rob did before when he used to do a one-day show. I went back through the Dollar Ben archives and the Greenville Comic Con archives because I was just curious about like our early days of the Dollar Ben. In our giveaways list on the website, we listed you know who won things, and it says like Spider Man Encyclopedia, and then the winner just said Wes. There was no last name. There is no last name. It's still on there. It just says Wes, and I was like, huh. there is no way in hell that that is Wes Brooks because. We just met Wes and that would be ridiculous for it to be that we'd actually met him, you know, six years prior or eight years prior. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense at all. So I texted Wes and I said, Wes, were you at uh, Greenville Comic Con back in like 07? And he said, yeah, yeah, I think I was set up with Dwayne. And I said, did you win a giveaway from us? And he said, I think I won a Spider-Man encyclopedia from somebody. And I said, holy shit, Wes, how is this possible? So, Wes Brooks has been in my life stalking me or just maybe. a ghost. I don't know. Some sort of yeah. phantom, possibly. I don't know. Some sort of skull, bat, motorcycle Just phantom. like shadow. Like, like, like sh- ghost rider, possibly. Yeah, maybe. Um,
1: <laughs> because, and then there's a lot of the stories of like, yeah. oh, yeah, we were at Here's Con talking with whoever all day and Wes was like beside them and we just didn't even I guess acknowledge Wes. <laughs> and that makes that makes me feel like a jerk. Because there's this guy sitting beside our friends and we just didn't even talk to him.
0: But the thing is this, he didn't notice either, which is so bizarre.
1: Well I guess that's bad.
0: When we did the math we were like, wow, this is so, so yeah, so Wes, um <laughs> When did we meet when did when did Wes happen? When did real Luke. when did fluke not when, this year but last, last year. last year that's when real west that was when that's we met when, Wes.
1: yeah because he came with j chris
0: for the first time never yeah we met him at fluke and even then it was like another like six months went by before we realized or a year even went by before we realized that we had all these instances of running into him
1: yeah because this stuff is really cool he does yes undead speed equipment
0: yeah he's a little bit more highbrow he's kind of more of a fine artist than a comic book artist
1: yeah Though, um, I don't know, Wes has probably seen this by now. We were in his house, and we were in his basement in his uh, studio, and he had a laundry list of things that he needed to do. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, okay. You weren't there for this part. Yeah. Um, and he, like, had a checklist of stuff he wanted to, like, accomplish. Like, you know, more art and maybe some skull things. <laughs>
0: more skulls.
1: <laughs> and on the very bottom, I wrote mini comics. <laughs>
0: uh yeah that's funny <laughs> right yeah, I know.
1: like i really hope he's seen it by now if not whatever but i put that on this list of things to do that he needs to do mini comics
0: um <laughs> uh, so uh we've got a few pieces from wes i actually got a, a hoodie from wes that um i bought at sc comic-con because it wasn't really it was rainy it wasn't really cold because it was in like the spring it was
1: in may may
0: but it was rainy and um, everybody was wearing like light jackets and hoodies, so and I didn't have anything. So I was like, I want a hoodie. So I I took the, um, the, that opportunity to buy a Westbrook's hoodie, um, which is so soft. He's it's, got the softest yeah, hoodies. It's
1: coming handy.
0: I don't think he made the material, so he's not really to credit for he that. He designed it, but yeah,
1: yeah, it's like a Harley <laughs> but with bats. No, I Elvis. don't have that one. That's a different oh, that's one. The one that you yeah, got. That's oh, the other one I have. Okay. That's <laughs> the other ones he has.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> but uh, and I bought um it's a hoodie and it's got like a skull kind of or a demon head face on it. Oh yeah, like the demon head face. That's, yeah, so yeah. so like at I bought this thing from an SC Comic Con and then I was helping cover his table at MonsterCon this past year, which like three people were like, "Oh man, that's awesome," and then didn't buy anything, which was disappointing. But anyway, I was looking down at the hoodies on the table in front of me, and so the hoodie. Was upside down from what I normally look at it, mm-hmm. and I realized that the crazy demon head thing upside down—it's a woman.
1: It's kind of mind blowing. It's mind I never, blowing. I didn't notice that either. Yeah.
0: So I've, until I saw it upside down,
1: I've got he did this really. How do you cool draw something like that, Sean? I, I, How do you draw you, something? You MC Escher it, man.
0: But like you're like okay, I mean like you're an artist, Sean. Yeah. You draw things. Yeah. All right. So you sit down and go. All right, I want to draw a uh, a woman sitting. Like kind of Indian stylish, but when you look at it the other way, it looks like a demon head.
1: It takes a lot of work.
0: Yeah, I don't even. That I can't even wrap my mind around how you, yeah. one goes about doing that.
1: Yeah, that's no, a lot of work. Like, I've like got... how do you
0: envision that, Sean? How do you even envision it to start with?
1: Well, maybe. How do you he, have that idea? You draw a skull and you turn around <laughs> and you're like, "This kind of looks like a lady." Let me play this up. I mean, honestly, yeah. that's kind that's how it's it probably yeah. or you. You just draw skulls in your sleep and you drew a lady and <laughs> it just happened to be a skull on the other side because you're Westbrooks, <laughs> which makes me want to just like look at all of his art upside down because I've got, <laughs> I've got a, the skull thing, the skull with the helmet. Yeah. It's like this really cool kind of stencil. I hit the mic. Um, <laughs> gold. It's really cool. He did looking. like this
0: wash thing. Yeah. Was, he explained it to me and I was explaining to people and I think I had it down at one time but i'm not really positive like where he painted it but then he did like a paper transfer wash yeah. ink thing i don't know even... it's
1: really crazy his process, process. his process for everything's crazy so i kind of want to look at it upside down and see if there's anything but his like resin yeah is it resin the helmet yeah and skulls. Some sort of, yeah <laughs> The skull <laughs> helmet yeah are so cool his uh what are they um not rough riders
0: rough rider oh oh it's undead speed equipment.
1: Yeah, but no, they he calls himself. Oh, the little helmets. Yeah, there's something riders, not ghost riders.
0: Helmet riders,
1: spooky riders. Oh, dadgummit. DMX. Aurora. Uh,
0: Wes was also on singing uh, the Black Sheep <laughs> song.
1: How you got to rip it like the sun? And so, <laughs> so again, good.
0: uh, we mentioned Wes, and I mentioned the uh, the Monstercon wrap-up show that I did with Wes and Jay Chris. You should really go back and listen to that you if really you haven't should. yet. Um, Wes is. <laughs> Wes is, Wes is hilarious yeah. I, we we need to get him on more dollar bench shows
1: his wife is great too <laughs> she was just sitting in the room the whole time with you guys like, yeah quietly like fascinated listening.
0: by it I guess I have she's, no idea she's really how cool. she did that
1: I like her a lot she's really cool <laughs> their their wedding and engagement photos were ridiculous like when they posted those like he's make some of the goofiest freaking faces Like they were intentional. Were they? Uh, Maybe I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, they were really good. And get it, like his—he's got a really cool house too. Mm -hmm. He's got like an older house that they're kind of renovating and remodeling, and it's pretty cool.
0: We have a few Westbrook's pieces at at this point. We got a blind sketch. Yeah. Which I believe is a skull. And uh, you have a piece in your sketchbook. Sketchbook.
1: He he took it home from Fluke, and I got it back. Wait no. When did he get he
0: home from uh, Charlotte Minicon or something, didn't
1: he? Yeah, yeah. He took it from the Charlotte Minicon, and I got it several months later. Here is gone. Yeah, but it was so worth it. Yeah. And it's not like I get like maybe a sketchy year. Yeah. And <laughs> that thing, which I've gotten several this year, yeah. so feeling good about that. But yeah, it was a skull. <laughs> it was a really good skull too. He he said he scanned it. Yeah. Because he might use it for something like. Because <laughs> it was it's pretty spot on.
0: And uh, we've got the the resin or whatever that is. We got the wood. Uh, yeah, we got the wood plank, the skull, and the motorcycle helmet, and then we've got the resin, huh?
1: I don't think we have one of those. What? No, we don't have one of those. Yeah, it's right there. We've got a skull, dude. The no, we've wooden. got the yeah, we got the wooden thing. Yeah. We don't have one of the skull heads. Oh, we don't.
0: No, I thought we had one. No,
1: I could never decide on the color. Oh. So I, I hadn't got one. I haven't got one yet.
0: We gotta get one of those. I know. He also had a painting at his house that was for sale, and I'm gonna buy it. Okay. It's got gold in the dark eyes.
1: Yeah. In words, too. In
0: words. Yeah, I'm buying that, by the way.
1: Okay. Um, and we can maybe make I, a deal and get a skullhead, a rough rider. That's not <laughs> what they're called, guys, but I can't remember what they're called. Are they called
0: skull riders?
1: Oh, maybe skull heads.
0: Sk- <laughs> slush, slush rider.
1: I don't remember the name of it, and I feel like a terrible friend.
0: Yeah. You are a terrible friend. Well, yeah. but you know what? He didn't contribute to the napkin jam piece, so he
1: didn't. <laughs> he didn't. He and didn't wh- like.
0: He didn't like the pressure. He. Oh man. He did oh, like man. the pressure. He
1: was. He was involved <laughs> with like the best Facebook thread ever. We were talking about going to Bojangles. <laughs> we were talking about Bojangles. I've never been in a and Bojangles. Birthdays? Adam's never been, and we were like, we should go to. Bojangles for Adam's birthday and then they started calling it Bajingles or Bajangles. and then like Pepto Gravy was involved and it was like this like huge long thread and it was so flipping funny and it was like me and you and Dwayne and Wes and and Chris and and one of their friends popped in and we were like who's this guy (laughs) (laughs) it was really oh man it was it was epic. <laughs> Epic. Um, I'm not describing it with justice.
0: It's pretty much what it was. You described no. <laughs> it rather well. That's, that is exactly what it was.
1: There was some Jingle Bell rock and um, Mr. Bojangles, maybe. I don't know. But yeah.
0: Also, let's not forget Wes Brooks has a pretty solid taste in music. Yeah. And he knows a lot of the local stuff that I don't know about. Yeah. So I need to learn more about the local music scene from Wes.
1: I should have gone to see Frank Black. And he's like with him, but I didn't go and I regret it. Oh, I, I don't I don't know.
0: And Wes is he's like my age, I think.
1: Yeah, he's like our age. Yeah. One of our ages or somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. And if you have any questions about alcohol, he is a manager at Greens ABC Liquor Packaging.
1: <laughs> Discount one. Discount one. And liquor.
0: Uh, yeah, near he's near the mall a, near he's Haywood. A, he's a manager of, of Greens, <laughs> off of Greens, uh, off of off near the mall in Greenville, South Carolina, and uh, he will talk alcohols with you. Yeah, and help you pick out your perfect bourbon or scotch. Even though he doesn't know as much about scotch, but he was still very helpful.
1: He tries. He yeah, he know, does. He cares. He researched. Yeah, he cares.
0: Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Yeah, Westbrook's a crazy ass phantom dude. Skull phantom. The phantom. Is phantom skull? That's a thing, isn't it? Phantom skull.
1: Grim Riders. They're called Grim Riders, guys. Grim Riders, and they're awesome.
0: UndeadSpeedEquipment.com And finally, this episode, this event that we're covering, and um, a lot of other stuff in the Dollar band's history could not exist without the help of the owner of Richard's Comics and Collectibles, Richard Morgan. Not to take away from all the other Amazing comic shop owners that we work with. Heroes are hard to find, Shelton Drum, and uh, Borderlands Rob Young. But this is inspired by the Comics Fest event that we spent with Richard. And, uh, you know, Sean and I have our subscription with Richard. He's treated us very well yeah. over the years. Yeah. Um, I enjoy going there. It's a shop I enjoy going to. When I first moved to Greenville. uh, There's two options because I was going to Acme Comics and Records in Columbia, South Carolina, originally. And uh, when I moved out here, I had uh, two choices. uh, Three. I could keep my subscription there and pick up my comics once a week when we were recording a show because I used to drive to Columbia every week (laughs) to record. Uh, I could pick up my stuff at Borderlands or I could get my stuff at Richards Comics and Collectibles. Borderlands at the time was not owned by Rob it was uh owned by Stan who's a great guy um he was just definitely more uh gamer central uh centric when i went into richards it really appealed to me because he had a very rich recent back issue collection to dig through there was a lot of stuff at acme that i hadn't picked up i was either borrowing and i decided i wanted to own a lot of the civil war stuff i actually got all of the civil war issues through Richard. Um, I'd read Flacos when we were reading them, and I actually got my copies from Richard when I started going there. Also, when I started shopping at Richard's, I started adding a lot of stuff to my pull list that he didn't normally order. He started ordering a lot of that stuff that I was asking, and also, um, still to this day, orders a lot of things, maybe small numbers, but he'll give a lot of shots to some image books because um, he thinks I may be interested in it. And he orders it at least for me to flip through and take a look at it. And sometimes I buy them, sometimes I don't. But uh, he continues to broaden his ordering scope and uh, and bring in a lot of those books. So that's been a big reason why I've um, you know stuck with Richard. He's been very helpful. He's been um, very friendly and uh, easy to get along with and work with. I appreciate everything that he's done as far as... Um, everything. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I mean, he lets me go through previews and kind of make notes for him. So like I get to order stuff for you and me, but then I also, you know, get to say like, Hey, maybe you want to watch out for the squirrel girl. A lot of people are talking about on the internet. Like it it might actually do something. So (laughs) I got to throw in things like that. And like, it's, it's fun because I still feel like I'm involved.
0: (laughs) You may want to bump up the numbers on this, uh, Gwen Stacy, Spider Spider Gwen, uh, Edge of the Spider-Verse. Because,
1: like, people are already <laughs> making cosplay. Yeah. And so it's, like, just stuff like that. Like, hey... This looks cool or oh my god, this is gonna be terrible. <laughs> Did you hear what people are saying about? It? Oh boy. Yeah, that kind of
0: <laughs> yeah. That
1: kind of thing. And I don't think <laughs> with some of the things that I order, I don't think Richard's branched out. <laughs> um because I think I'm the only one in Greenville reading Dash All. <laughs> but
0: <laughs> Well maybe, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I read Dashall, but not like you do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, that was just a...
0: A lot of the fanographics ordering Yeah, Sean-only he... orders, probably.
1: Yeah, he probably gets... Except for Hip-Hop Family Tree. Hogo, People should buy that book. <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely. <laughs> but... He has one in his store yeah. right now, unless yeah, he sold it, it, since right. you've listened to this. That's true. <laughs>
1: He's been really good to us, and we've had a lot of fun digging through all the random comics in his basement. Like we spent Mm -hmm. hours and hours and hours digging through that (laughs) stuff and buying cards and toys and statues and all sorts of random, (laughs) random stuff in that basement.
0: Yeah. I mean, Richard genuinely loves comics. He is a collector himself, probably more of a comic fan and a collector than a business person. But I think he's had to learn the old business chops over the years because if you're not a businessman, uh, you can't keep a comic shop running. It just ain't going to happen. You got a you, you, product. And and it's funny. Like, he buys a lot of stuff for his collection. But I'm pretty sure everything he buys is for sale with, you know, the right price. The yeah. Right price. But, um, he's
1: got a lot of original art kind of on display.
0: Yeah. He's got, like, all that art that he has um around the top of the store, like, uh, above the bookshelves or in the comic shelves and all that. And it's funny. Those are all duplicates. They're all copies because he has the originals safely kept, but he has the copies in the store, and if anyone's interested, then um, he can pull out the original and sell that to them, which is a pretty cool way of doing it. He just he just generally loves comics, and as far as I know, he was rich. He's had careers after career. Um, I think he worked for like the newspaper for a while. He just got kind of tired of doing that, and he wanted to do something he enjoyed, and uh, so he bought uh, New Dimensions years back and made it Richards comics and he just he wanted to own a comic shop so he bought one and that's what he does
1: yeah, he and he's
0: recently expanded the store yeah
1: he's so I was going to mention yeah, and, um, yeah.
0: so he's he's definitely he's moving with it man and um he's starting to do shows and stuff he, again just talking to him here i know he reads when, when this when stuff comes out he reads it so that he can talk to the people that come in the store if they ask him questions he, he's read mm-hmm. the issues so he knows Um, like what to recommend, what he likes, you know, what he thinks that other people would like based on what he read, and that's just from that week. Yeah, he don't get a lot of that.
1: No, he definitely tries to point things out to us every week. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, did you see this? Hey, did you see that?
0: Here's something I'm excited about. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: I really like his new store expansion. Yeah, it makes the store not feel so crowded, I guess, because he's got a lot of product, Mm -hmm. a lot of product, a lot of shelves, and that extra room. He's you know, added more back issues, kind of dollar comics, a lot more toys. He's really expanded his pop offerings as like yeah. little action figure mm-hmm. little things.
0: Yeah, he's got a really um, good, solid uh, collection of uh, trade paperbacks and graphic novels. Yeah. That are pretty easy to go through and yeah. I, I go through all that stuff.
1: Not just Marvel and DC, mm-hmm. he's got a
0: lot of stuff. A lot yeah. of the boom stuff, the IDW the image books, dark horse books, and he's got them all separated out by publisher, which I love. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, and he's got a you know special kids section.
0: It's just it's a it's a well well ordered, organized store. It's well um, laid out. Like I said, it was real inviting. I know um, if something's not there for that that I want, he's ready to order it for me.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, or he can maybe find a copy <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> in, he's really good store. about that. <laughs> he's good at finding copies of things. I don't know. I, I, I really, uh, I've, I've been at Richard's for as long as I've lived in Greenville now, which is probably like seven years or something. Um, no, not that long, like six years. We've been married. On, yeah. We've I guess like seven years. Half. So I guess I've been here almost, almost seven years now. And, um, you know, I've, it's been, I've enjoyed the experience of having him. Uh, I know he gives a, a really solid discount. He does like a, uh, weighted discount. So if, um, uh, the more books you get, the better your discount, he's got a max of course. And then, he also does a discount if you clean out your folder on Wednesday. You get an extra 5%, I think. So if you're up to date on your subscription folder, the books that you buy on that Wednesday that comics come out, he gives you another 5% off, which I don't think I've seen anywhere else, anything yeah. like that. And that's a really cool kind of thing to do. Yeah, like Sean said, he really uh, expanded his pop stuff. He's uh, he's he's real big on that, the Doctor Who stuff and all that, that, that he's he's good at ordering. He's got Kayla working for him now. Mm-hmm. And Kayla has her season of the geek display case there. So this is really cool. she has some of her own things in there. He also has done some things with uh, a lot of the locals, J. Chris Campbell. He does a lot of stuff with him, Brad Parton. He's great with events. Not only does he carry local uh, comic creator stuff, but also he does a lot of signings and uh, he's big on free comic book day. He's big on comics fest. And, uh, you know, recently, obviously based on this show, He had a lot of really great talent from uh, the local Georgia, South Carolina area come up and and get together and do a lot of free sketching for the fans and the kids and all that. And, you know, it's nice to expand your business with stuff like that, but it's, it's good to know that he he understands that some people are going to come just for those things. And as long as he's kind of bringing a little happiness to some kid who only gets to come to the comic shop once in a while, so life he's, he's happy with that as well. Of course it's nice to make a little bit extra (laughs) money or, to pay for the event but um yeah. but he understands and he's 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 cool for that as long as everybody's having fun and can enjoy it his events have been great he's been doing a lot of signings you know he did the chrissy zula signing years ago a couple of those he had uh caleb monroe who i guess is uh, from greenville lives out in california he's done some a lot of the boom books the steed and peel and some of that stuff tracy ardley all these guys van jensen's been there numerous times robin diddy's been there a few times Jay chris campbell has been doing stuff there for forever.
1: Yeah. hit Nick Patara.
0: Yeah. He had the Nick Petara signing.
1: He's got Babs Tarr. Yeah. Was coming gonna gonna up say, soon. I was about
0: to say that. One. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's got Babs Tarr, who's the artist on Batgirl right now with the new costume design with Cameron Stewart and all that. So she's going to be doing a signing. I'm really looking forward to that.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, Greg Bo Watson, a lot of the just local talent just come down and, And even some that I've never, I haven't even been to. I've missed some signings he has, you know, so many that I can't make all of them. And Andy Andy Runton's been down, obviously, for this and stuff. And it's just he he puts a lot of this stuff together. He likes doing. He likes doing the the first um, superhero swap and shop, the uh, swap meet that I do. Or it's been a couple years now. I don't know that I did. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Richard worked with me on that, and we did that first superhero swap and shop, which was. Great experience. And i love to do more. I know Richard wants me to do more. I just haven't had time to put it together. Yeah. Um, You know, hosted J. Chris Campbell's son's foster's birthday (laughs) party recently there. That was crazy. A bunch Um,
1: of 10-year-olds and Pokemon cards. (laughs) It's pretty cool.
0: Again, you can tell that he loves comics. He loves going to these shows. He loves talking to people. He goes to San Diego Comic-Con every year. Every year, says it may be his last time going out there, but he does it again anyway.
1: Yeah, we had dinner whenever I went. Yeah, it was that was cool to get to see Richard and have dinner with him. We run into him at a lot of art auctions.
0: Yeah, that's what I was, I was. I was gonna go. I was like, whatever Sean says next, I'm going to art auctions. Well,
1: and that's what I was going to. So, I mean, he whenever he goes to conventions, he always like shows us like what he gets. Yeah. Um, and he's really big into kind of uh, published, pages. published pages. Yeah. And we just kind of like random stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. Published pages, whatever. whatever. So the <laughs> Sunday
1: art auction at Heroes Con, we kind of get into, uh, we occasionally get into some, some battles.
0: Yeah. We have some pre-discussions and Richard understands the higher he drives up the piece that he knows I'm going to win, the less money I have to spend in his shop.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there's an understanding. And sometimes we pick up things that... He wants, and we later make deals. <laughs> it's,
0: it's, it's, been, it's been known. It's been, yeah, it's been it's known, been to, known happen. to
1: happen. <laughs> but it's, it's fun. Like, we just kind of egg each other on. And yeah, the
0: last few years, the Sunday Art Auction of Heroes, Richard's been there. Probably like the last four now we meet up there every year and he's always there and we talk about what we're looking after. And if there's something he really wants, I won't bid him up unless I really want it. But usually we can come to an understanding and, you know, I'll give you this one. If you, you know, give me that one. And sometimes we'll bid each other up a little bit, but it, uh,
1: you gotta make it
0: again. I love that. Sunday art worth. auction, And uh, Richard's a part of that. And he's yeah. part of what makes the Sunday art auction so much fun. Yeah. He always, whenever he goes to shows, he buys or orders pages. He buys a lot of pages. Um, online and order stuff he had that one collection did you see that one collection it had a bunch of like i guess it was like video game art and then he had like a lot of other stuff like there was like an old jason Latour commission in there and it's like all no. sorts of just random stuff that i was like hey if you ever i think if you ever want to like uh work out something on some of these yeah it was just some somebody's collection i guess they just needed the money i guess and so richard bought the collection from them i know uh you know guys come in and they sell stuff and sometimes the dealer wants to get the best price and Sometimes they go for the best price, and but I've also heard and seen stories where Richard is uh even up the price more than the person wanted for it because he knew it was worth more than uh than they wanted, yeah. So,
1: yeah, uh, I mean, he really does try to give you what he can pay for it, um, and <clears throat> kind of what it's worth, and and he, he does take that into consideration and kind of what he resells because. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's starting to get more into back issues, especially now that he's going to shows. Yeah. Like but before, the old back, like, yeah, yeah, but before he didn't have room for that kind of stuff. No, so he, he didn't, didn't really buy space. collections. Has, yeah.
0: And now he's got the, the travel stock and he's got his, um, display cases around the store now too, that he puts so things he's, in.
1: He's able to buy more and, you know, maybe spend a little bit more money yeah. doing so. Cause before he couldn't really.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then he's got a great that. collection of like, what are they? The Marvel selects. Is that what those are? What are all those little... Um, or the, the DC? What are the, all the little oh, the figures? All the lead figures? Yeah. He's got a bunch of those. What are those called?
1: Oh, shoot. It's like... The, Eagle Moss does it. They're uh, just like...
0: Just... Yeah, lead he, figures. I can't he, remember
1: the name of them. He's got a specifically. Ton of those. Yeah, you, he does. If there's anything
0: out there that you want, he's got he's got those. Yeah. And then a bunch of the other Bowens and things like that, right? Yeah.
1: And little tumblers. The Man, he tumblers. ended up... What was
0: it that he ended up selling eventually? Was that a Mary Jane or... There's something that he had like on display and I always looked at it and never bought it because it was like 130 bucks or something because it was a statue. Yeah. Somebody eventually bought it and I was yeah. like, oh man.
1: I don't know. I got, <laughs> I got my Paul Pope Batman black and white from him. Yeah. One sale he did.
0: You got your, um, your, uh, your, uh, Murph Pumpkin Pumpkinhead Head. too. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, that's where I bought you, uh. New Frontier. Absolute New Frontier. Good Lord. That was ridiculous.
1: (laughs) So Adam and I had like just started dating and you know, the DC New Frontier Absolute was out. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. He's like, I'm going to buy that for you. I was like, you really don't need to do that. Had a pretty good discount with uh,
0: Richard. (laughs) Richard offers a pretty good discount. (laughs) We had
1: just started dating and I was like, oh, gee.
0: One of the other things that Richard does in his store that I like, I find interesting at least. Anything that he deems uh, not family friendly or inappropriate, he puts into the, um, like, the what are those self sealed bags or whatever. Obviously, not everything. Only a, a ridiculous, ridiculous person would bag and board every single comic that comes in every week.
1: And then sell the bag and board separately. And, and sell the, yeah. That right. way, if you want to buy the bag and board, you have to pay extra. If you don't, then they unbag, un-bag and board That's, it.
0: I don't even understand Which that.
1: Which I can't imagine how much time and effort. Right. You're paying to not have someone <laughs> flip through a book and buy it.
0: Right. Yeah, I know. But. I, so. Wait, wait, so with Richards, <laughs> Richards, you can just like open it up and you can yeah, flip through it. He's just it's not, doing that to keep the kids from flipping yeah. through it. If he finds it inappropriate. But yeah, you can open it up and flip through it and see if it's something that you want. It's not like uh, in this like shrink wrapped dealy. But uh, and you don't have to pay for the bag. <laughs> yeah. And then if you get it in your subscription, if you subscribe to the book, he doesn't bag it because that's stupid. Why would you do that? That's exactly. The time. Exactly. So, um, but I find that uh, interesting. It's the only place I've really seen that does that—that that bags the inappropriate books. I've seen them, you know, people put them on a higher shelf and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, or
1: put a card or something. Put a card
0: in front of them, but yeah, he he does the bag thing, yeah. which is cool. I, I like that. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah.